Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vero, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome. This is episode 40 of the Level Up Latina podcast. We're turning 40 today. It's very exciting. We are kicking off this podcast talking about women as breadwinners in the family or just as breadwinners in general. We are recording on International Women's Day. So today is the actual day that we celebrate International Women's Day. And my partners here were giving me the rundown on what that means, how that started, in the early 1900s, what it commemorates, but it was really great that it aligned with us wanting to talk about being women that lead our families, that lead ourselves financially, and what that has meant for us as first-generation women, what that means for us as Latinas. So this is a really meaty topic, and we're going to kick off with that. And then for the rest of the month, actually, we're going to be highlighting amazing women on Instagram and Facebook and their great stories in honor of International Women's Day so make sure to tune in for that. But in the meantime, how are we feeling today? Pretty good. I'm excited. Ceci's back. Yeah, I'm very excited to be back. We actually literally got back to the city today. I'm ready to pop, please. Let's give us some more female empowerment and have this baby come out. Oh, what am I going to labor right now? Ever <gasps> water breaks right now. That's <gasps> a story. Do it for the gram, fam. I know, for today's day, remember, that's a story to tell your son. What a badass mama he had. What if we do there a live in Meadows Hospital room with her newborn baby? There That'd be go. pretty cool, you guys. That'd be so That'd awesome. Be cool. I'd, love, I'd love to have you guys there. Our listeners should tell us. You should tell us on Instagram or Facebook if you're down for that. If you're down for a live session, podcasting from the hospital bed, the three of us, the baby, the baby daddy. We'll do a whole thing next time around. <laughs> or let us know if you guys want me to actually like live story the whole labor and delivery. I see too. Of, of Veronica Burgos Udiel. Muy, muy americana over here. Muy americana. Pongan un like por si quieren que de otro push. Un like si quieren que de otro push. Un thumbs down si no quieren ver su juja and the baby and all that. Yeah, edit it. We'll edit it out. We'll blur it out. So let's get to it. This is an exciting topic again, because I mentioned, you know, as Latinas, as first-gen women, being the breadwinner is such an interesting topic because it means a lot of things and it's got some baggage in some families. It's got some power in some families and some families it can be sort of a stigma and looked down on. So hopefully with our stories today, our listeners can identify with it or if there's something we didn't get into, make sure to give us another angle and another perspective. We like hearing from all of you and all of your porras really mean a lot and your support and when you chime in behind the scenes, it means a lot. So where do we want to get started? I know we first, this idea was kind of sparked through Ceci telling us in the last podcast about her journey to go abroad and making that decision. And I know you very briefly said, Ceci, you took pause a little bit because you thought, wow, I'm the breadwinner and to stop and travel. And though your husband had some financial support because he's a student, you were a key breadwinner and supporting your family. And that was a big decision to leave your work and then eventually leave the country to travel. So tell us more about that. We didn't get into that last time. Yeah, we, we definitely did it, didn't. But um, I think, yeah, it began with the, this idea of, um, you know, perhaps moving abroad and actually, no, it began with me wanting to spend more time with the girls. You know, they were young um, before going to before going to preschool. And I was like, what better time than right now? Take advantage. Aprovecharlas ahorita que están chiquitas. But it was also um, it was also a hard decision because I was like, well, I, you know, my husband does get a stipend, you know, because he's, he's in grad school. 
but are we going to be, be able to make it just on his stipend alone and me, you know, not working at all. So I think I, I knew that I wanted this. That I wanted to stop working for a while, but I hadn't voiced it because again, I'm, you know, I didn't want to put the pressure on my husband, like, Hijole, we're going to make it um, financially with, you know, living in an expensive city. San Francisco is really expensive. Um, but when I finally told him, he's like, see, sí, yo te apoyo. I think we can make it. We also have, you know, some, some cushion because of our savings. And I think we're able to, we definitely, we can definitely do it. But it was definitely hard because it was, you know, again, the pressure, you know, I, when we got married and he was starting grad school, he was starting, yeah, he was starting, starting his PhD when we got married. And, um, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm on board. I'll, I'll be the, you know, the breadwinner in a sense and support you and, you know, our support our family. Yeah. He got a stipend. And again, that, that helped a lot, especially in, here in the city, because I had that, you know, responsibility. I felt like it was a responsibility. I think when it came to to it and deciding it was going to like, oh, I kind of felt guilty that I was like, I had mm-hmm. told myself or, or given myself this responsibility of taking care of us financially for when we got married until he finished his studies and then wanting to stop working while he was still a student, I was kind of like, I me sentía como, no, no, como con, con, con culpa, como que ching, como, you know, como lo vamos a hacer. Pero ya que lo, que lo hablamos and we sat down, we're like, okay, yeah, we can definitely do it. You're with your stipend, con nuestros ahorros, cool. And we did it and we were, you know, we lived comfortably. I mean, uh, uh, being frugal, of course, with, with expenses, but comfortably, I want to say we lived comfortably in the city for, what is it like seven months? And then we have the opportunity to go travel to Mexico. You know, luckily there are dollars worth more and we were able to also have the support of family there who, who allowed us to, you know, to rent their, their, um, you know, an apartment and, and just, we left, we lived really comfortably because again, our, our dollar was worth um, a lot more in Mexico. Um, but I think, I mean, I think, as a couple, we supported each other. He supported me in my decisions. And now that we're back, um, I feel, I don't feel like there's pressure on me to go back to work full time. Um, I think because we're still kind of in transition, we're still, we're still trying to figure out like, okay, he's, he's finishing his PhD soon. He's going to start something new, a job. I think I am also kind of like, I, I'm kind of craving like the legal work. Um, and it's not so much as like, you know, again, like the pressure of me wanting to support us financially, but I think it's also like, okay, I feel like it's time for me to step back and, you know, working and maybe not, definitely not full time because again, still, I still want to be at home. I still want to, uh, you know, be with the girls, but just starting kind of slowly, and surely, and I'm all, I, and I've been working, I mean, not, not, I guess not, not full time, but, remotely with Level Up Latina, coaching our clients, doing our, our podcast. And that's been amazing work. And I've been loving it. Something that I wanted to get to is um, sometimes when, you know, la mujer is la, la, la que está trabajando más o que la que está ganando más is being the breadwinner, especially as like married to Latino men. I don't know. I feel like they feel like the family might think like, que pues, no que muy macho, or, you know, porque está trabajando la you know, tu, tu mujer y, y tú no. Uh, so there's a stigma, right? De que, For sure. 
Stigma is a good word. Right, de que, you know, ¿qué va a decir la gente? She's working, but tú estás estudiando. And I don't think Luis ever felt that. He never, oh, he never told me anything, but I mean, aquí, but he, he said, he said, what if like, la familia dice, o, o, ¿qué va a decir la familia? O, yo siento como que a, a lo mejor te dicen a ti, y le dije, no, ¿sabes qué? Mm -mm, nunca me han dicho nada. Like, cuando, he, you know, when we got married and he was going to be a student and I was going to be working, I'm like, no, I'm like, y, y, si, di, y si dicen que, te, que se te resbale, I'm like, who cares? This is the way our family functions right now. Que te valga. But I think as Latino men, there's that stigma, like, you're supposed to be the breadwinner, you're supposed to be making the big bucks, and you're supposed to be supporting the family. So if it's the other way around, where the woman's working longer or making more money, there's a stigma like, you know, que no que muy macho, you know, tú eres el que tienes que estar trabajando. También había una, había una diferencia entre tú y tu marido en ese momento, ¿verdad? Porque claro. él todavía estaba, he was still focusing on school, and, and his his path obviously went from not only just a master's, but to a doctorate. Mm -hmm. And it requires him to obviously have more study amount of schooling to do while you had already established your career. Therefore, he's lucky. He got very lucky to have a person that also was willing to contribute to this household and be like, I'm okay being the breadwinner and I'm okay supporting us and now our family through mm -hmm. this because nos va at the end of the day, it's for the, be the better of our family. Yeah. And mm -hmm. por eso que dices tú, like, so fácilmente lo dices, and I like the way, the, I like the way you say it, que se te resbale. Like, let it just, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> you know, like, let it just, let it just away. slide off your back. Yeah, yeah. Like, that is not for us to worry about. Yeah. The good thing is you have a woman at home that got this, and I have a man that that eventually, when needed, will will step up to the plate. Yes, you know, so it's very important to to note those differences because sometimes that's what it is. It just so happens that we establish ourselves in our careers a little sooner or just, you know, end up earning. And, and also the, depends on the profession you have that allows you that opportunity and why be embarrassed of it? Why allow it to sit as a stigma because of where we come from, you know, of our families and, and how we were raised and, and our belief system in that sense. Congratulations to you, Ceci. I'm on the other side of it in an interesting Thank way you. because for my family, when my husband and I started out, he was definitely always ahead of the game as a man making more money than me and kind of elevating faster than I was. And then I felt that I was always trying to catch up to him. And it was just important to me. Mm -hmm. You guys know my personality. Like right. I wanted to be in this place where we contributed fairly and we both hustled. And my mom is an interesting person in my life because I always felt she was such a great, strong figure, did her own thing, didn't need a man. He wasn't a good man anyway, worked hard, hustled. But Ceci, she had all those same views and always instilled in us. Your man has to work. Your man has to provide. My mom would always talk about un hombre no se mantiene. Like he has to mantener a su familia. So we always had that for years and years and years with my husband and I. And at some point we were equals making the same amount of money. He made like slightly more than me. We spent a lot of time saving all that money to travel. And then when we got back from our travels. I went back to my job, as you all know. I got to make it a little bit more even when I came back. And he went to doing his own business. And doing his own business meant that his money is sometimes good and sometimes not. And it is so funny because I think my mom was the first one that was perceptive to that and would be like, no, 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 no. What is this job of his? How does this job work? He doesn't work. Él no trabaja. Because so my mom is like, entrepreneur is, él no trabaja. And it would be, for me, it felt so different. It felt so, uh -huh. oh, I don't like this feeling. And yet, I'm yeah. just like you, Ceci. I got your back. 
I'll do it. Thank God I'm doing well. Or when you're not doing well financially, one month you don't have clients or two months you don't have clients, like our family's okay. We still get to travel. We still have to, we get to say, but we're, but that stigma is totally there. That stigma is totally there because I don't want my mom to ask me if Diego's at work. I hate when she asks me. I'm like, oh, he's with a client right now. Or she's like, what does that mean? I'm like, oh, he's with a client right now. Like, he's not in an office. He didn't commute to work that day. He didn't hand me his paycheck. It's such, and it'll become issues for us. It'll create issues for us behind the scenes because deep down in my head, like, I do have this ingrained idea and I hate it because I'm so strong and I make enough money on my own. And I like, I want Sophia to not get married and not kid, have kids if she doesn't want to and be the breadwinner and her husband can be the stay at home dad. But for me, I love when my husband brings home money, you know, and I love right. when he's also having good months and he gets new clients and he's doing well. So I don't even know that if, if he were tomorrow to be like, I think I'm done working, like you support us. I don't even know if I could be the key breadwinner because yeah. I have this thing about how I was raised and right. I both have to contribute, but every family is totally different. Right. But right. I know I've, I've sure. experienced both sides there. I was on the other side, chasing him and wanting to get to where he got, got to where he got. We travel, we spend our savings equally that we earned equally. We get back and then we get into the situation where I'm like, I'm cool being the key breadwinner, but it hasn't always been easy. Cause it doesn't like, yeah. Ding, what if I just want to like have my feet up and be like, I ain't got no clients this month. Yeah. You know, it's such a weird, yeah. and I don't know if there's other women out one there day. experiencing that one day, but mm-hmm. no, but Platina is that like we sometimes yeah. have clients, sometimes we don't, you know, we get that flavor of right. being busy, not being busy, but we get that hustle too. So the steady income has been great. I love being the breadwinner, but I definitely have my mom and my family's views in my head that I try to let them resbalar. I do try to let them go. I do try to let it not get to me when I know that my mom's kind of being a little chingaqueritos where she's like saying like, but what does Diego really do? <laughs> no, pues tienen, really razón. tienen razón de preocuparse. They, there's a yeah. reason there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, thankfully, thankfully from what I've seen, your partners, our, hus- our husbands, your husbands <laughs> yeah. have, Luis isn't just kicking back with his feet up, yeah. you know, he's going to school. He's <laughs> having yes. purpose. <laughs> Ceci was at the point in her career that she was making the money to be able to put a, a light aside for savings to be able to allow herself to become a stay-at-home mother and slash entrepreneur, hence she why she also started Level La Platina. Irene, same thing with you and Diego. Diego wasn't just like, hey, woman, you need to save some more money for that trip we're going to take. No, no you way. guys were both together mm-hmm. with the same plan, the same vision, and you uh, you guys were definitely a team. And at, not at one point was he like, hey, we're going to come back from traveling, and I think I have a travel <laughs> bug, or I'm just going to chill at home. He decided that he's like, you know what? I'm good at this. I have my strengths and I'm going to go for it and I'm going to check it out. And if it works out great, if not, you know what we all, you have a person that knows that, and he has a wife that's going to tell him too. It's like, <laughs> you know what? At least you it's gave it a shot. You gave it a shot. It didn't work out. Now you have these strengths that you can also use to go back into corporate America yep. or whatever it is. But it's not like our men have sat there and just kicked their feet up and allowed for you to yeah. provide. Yeah. So there's no. a very big difference. Cuando ya there's hay un mantenido, se nota y se da, y people se da cuenta easily. And you know it because you feel that pressure. You feel that pressure because you're not like, mm-hmm. I can't do the things I want to do because I have a responsibility not, of not just your bills and your little things that you do as a person. You have this other person you're in charge of, which is not even your child. <laughs> yeah, it's a grown ass human being that's just allowing you to provide. And that I think is what our moms are worried about mm-hmm. because maybe some people are easy to slip that way, go go that direction. But I think that's why they want you to be like, just con cuidadito, con cuidadito, porque yeah. 
un mantenido para que lo levantes otra vez, like it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know people personally yeah. that have that person in their life mm-hmm. and the amount of stress it causes them because they have their own plans. They have their own goals as individuals, even though they're married or they have a family, but they do have this individual in their life that is supposed to be your partner in crime, that's supposed to be the, your teammate and is only adding stress and is not allowing for them to fulfill their dreams. And that, when I see that, you want to tell your friend, wake up, cachetártela, you know, denle unas cachetadas guajoloteras, but you, all you can do is try to understand because you're not in that situation and you're yeah. hopeful that that you want them to get out of it. But it's it's one of those things where you're just like, what can you say and what can you do? And at those points, you're just like, well, if you can't do anything at the moment, then you do what you need to do. Put your money aside for whenever you're ready to either move on or do whatever. You know that as a person, as as a woman, you have a little bit set aside so you can comfortably roll out of that situation. Mm-hmm. But it's not easy. I mean, and thankfully, we don't have those people in our lives. No, and I'm so happy you brought that up, Vero, because that's such a good point. Like, if women are listening to this and you have to assess your situation, you're right. I have friends that are in that situation, and I'm I feel for them because they definitely are held back. They definitely in a situation where their spouse, partner, boyfriend, live-in boyfriend, in a lot of cases, isn't working because he's got it good because he doesn't have to. They don't necessarily pay bills. They have all the excuses in the world. Like, you'll know that you're the breadwinner when you and your spouse are actually playing team and you both carry your weight on everything that's not financial and you both also pay bills in whichever way you can. Like Luisa's stipend, I'm sure, goes to part of the family oh, yeah. surviving. My husband Definitely. still has all these bills that he pays and he covers and I don't think about a ton of bills don't fall to me because he... Every month, diligent, his savings, his pain of the bills that are his. But if he wasn't, and that's the red flag. Like if you know that you are carrying someone fully and you're pretty much taking care of their life and your own and it holds you back, you have to be very careful of that because that's not being the breadwinner. That's being taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that you brought that up, Vettel, because we've all had friends like that and it's hard to – someone wants to hear that, but it's hard to see that when they are being held back by someone that isn't truly supporting them and kind of using them for, for the income or the stability or the home or the rent, the food. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Tough. And this is another thing, like Ceci mentioned also not feeling productive at home and mm. she's been feeling that, that need of the hustle mm-hmm. that totally resonates with me mm-hmm. because I am very much um, a hustler. I yeah, like to go-getter. work hard. I like to push myself. I'm a go-getter. And it has been difficult being, um, staying home. And I think it's helped that we're doing La Bola Latina. Completely has helped. But there's oh, yeah. days that I do miss the action-packed days, the stressful situations, the thinking on your feet, the getting things done. And I do miss that. And not only that, but I miss what comes with it, which is my reward, right? My my paycheck and and mm-hmm. my my title at work and this, that all those stuff, even though they're not, they don't define who I am. They're just a part of me, which shows like, look, I, I kick ass too. And not just at home. No. I kick ass outside, in the outside world. Um, it, it's what, like Irene said, when, like when she took her family to Santa Barbara and she did her, she was a keynote speaker at that event. And she's like, see kids, I'm more than just mom. And mm-hmm. I have to you, cool. It's a different kind of validation. You know, it's, it's a, it's a different kind of validation than, than just like, Oh, it's coming from something else. Like I'm, I'm a woman or this, but it's like, no, I'm someone that can make decisions and can really make an impact and move a business forward or do whatever. Um, for me, that's been the hardest thing too. I, I, I was making very good money before, you know, throughout my career and establishing myself and stop and, and to stop and start a family uh, even though I had not planned to stop working, that just be- was a very sudden thing for me. And it really impacted mm-hmm. me um, <clears throat> in a way that 
I felt uncomfortable depending mm. on someone else. Mm. Because and, you were just a badass breadwinner all those years. Yeah. You and accomplishing a lot, a homeowner, driving this amazing car, just living the life, being the leader, having a team and staff. Like, Vettel, you were just calling the shots and suddenly it's like, okay, I'm going to be the leader of this family, but the dynamic is so different, right? Like, yeah. And it's, it's super different. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's great, but it's totally different. Like I have a toddler that doesn't give a shit about what I say. Yeah. So it's more like, okay, one day she will love me back. One day she will say, thank you, mom. You know, you can't but write I, them I, up. You can't fire yeah, them. I can't. I'd be like, girl, you are going back to wherever you came from because <laughs> we are not taking this here. Demoted, um, Demoted, Demoted, you are Demoted. done. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's very hard to take on that new role when you've been used to doing something else, you know? Mm-hmm. And and now like I remember like when when Otto was like, Hey, it's fine. I don't I, if you can stay home and He's like, it, it's as long as you're okay with it. He's like, I'm not asking you to go to work. I'm not asking you that this is what you have to contribute. Um, even when we started Level Up Latina, he's like, don't feel stressed that you guys have to make money now so that you can start contributing to our household. He's like, make sure you guys establish something with quality, oh. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, thank you. But I'm just imagining not having that support and then yeah. having that stress of oh, having yeah. to worry to, you know, having a family and doing this and then having to go to work. But even then, it's like I do miss it, and it becomes to a, it comes to a point where it's like I'm okay with having had experienced what I experienced in the past, making more money than my significant others. Uh, I I mean, one of my ex boyfriends felt like once we broke up, he was like, you know, what led me? Well, remember the cheater? Mm-hmm. Oh, he didn't any excuse. Yeah, he had any excuse. But it's like once we started talking, like we talked after like a year and a half after we broke up, and he was just like, you know, a, a lot of things contributed to this, but it had nothing to do with you. It was my character. And one of the things he mentioned that he was, first of all, was his boss for a while. And Ooh. then after that, when I went to, <laughs> when I went ahead and moved on from that career, I was still making a lot more money than him. And I, you know, I, I obviously I had, I owned the home. I had the car. I had this. And for him, he's like, it just got to the point that you were so, he's like, you were such a strong, independent woman. He's like, you made the money. He's like, it. I felt like I was just an accessory to you. Mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't feel like a like a man. He's like, you found you if you you stop if you had a problem. He's like, you wouldn't reach out to me in the sense of like help me. He's like, you would figure it out and fix it. And he felt just so emasculated by just overall who this independent woman was. And plus, he's like, you made more money than me. He's like, I couldn't just take you away somewhere or do this or do that. I'm like. Well, if you know that I'm a very simple person, so so sencilla, no, I don't need fancy stuff. Like you could have found a way. Or to, you to didn't be, need you didn't need him to do it. Yeah, so I, mean, I guess he wanted to help. be needed. But but you were like fine. That. Yeah, and he was not Latino. He was not Latino. Yeah. He was, mm-hmm. that's right. You know, a white man, and and you know, and he, I would think like, what? What? Are you really felt that way? Because I don't remember. I don't recall doing things or making mm-hmm. him feel uncomfortable. It wasn't like. Don't worry, I'm gonna pay you a trip to Hawaii and I'm gonna treat you to dinner and I'm gonna do that. <laughs> no, like it was more of a we're we're both equal here, like it's fine. Mm-hmm. But he really he really felt emasculated by the whole situation about me making more money, about me being a homeowner, about me doing this. And that to me, it made when when he told me, I was like, You tripping. And I never felt as in like, ooh, that sucks. I'm so sorry. I didn't feel like I had to apologize for that. No. And that's when I realized. Yeah, it's more things that were wrong with you right. making you feel this way that caused you to do whatever. Right. But yeah, it's um, it could be uncomfortable in case there's any single ladies out there also looking for a partner or looking and are dating. 
and sometimes are afraid to share. Like the post you mentioned, like some people dumb themselves down, Irene. Oh gosh, I know. It's getting worse for the generation after us. Yeah, but it's like, don't be afraid to be that smart person, to to, to know that you are right. a chingona and you yes. are killing you in the industry. Bring. Yeah. yeah. It's so important. And if you bring deep pockets and a man is intimidated by that, yeah. Oh my God. Like it's never going to work. It is never going to work. If you have to feel insecure that you have all this great financial contribution that you can provide mentally, you are stimulating, you are strong. You know, I see, I see a lot of posts about women who say like, it's hard to find a good man when you've reached a certain level in your career and your education, because men are, they can be intimidated. I think the cheater was using that as an excuse personally, Vettel, because you're so down to earth. And even though you're in Chigona, I think you're super approachable, super generous. Oh, yeah. So you're not this high-powered, power suit person that was – you're not intimidating at all. So I just find that as an excuse from him. But I can see that women that are out there killing it, men can say that and they can use that excuse. But there are partners for you. Like don't bring you down. Do not bring you down because you're going to find the right man. Like someone was saying that about Vanessa Bryant. Like, oh, my God. Imagine her dating again. Like she was married oh. to Kobe, Mamba mentality mm-hmm. Bryant. And the first thing I thought was like, there are great men of that caliber. They don't have to be celebrities. They don't have to be sports figures that we have posters of. But she's not going to be dumbing it down and coming down to some level. Say 10 years from now, she wants to remarry. She's probably going to marry like Jeff Bezos or somebody that owns Amazon. Ew. She's not. Not. <laughs> Maybe not him. <laughs> Who's a cool, hot, upcoming like tech guy? Just, just I don't know, marry baby Drake. I mean, But she's not going to dumb it down. She's not going to come down. Of course they, not. No, you man. have what you have and there's a pull for everyone and I I feel sad when I see that and I hear that that women that are striving and they have degrees and they're in leadership roles and they're one of the only ones. And then men don't take a chance on that, again, because of these insecurities that are not our fault and and these excuses they make that are not our fault. Why should we not be ambitious and passionate and strive? And so it is an interesting balance because you don't want to bring you down to adapt to someone else's insecurities. Yeah. So I think with this, what I also want to mention is to the ladies that are single and you call, you're currently making moolah, like money, and you're just mm-hmm. like, what do I do? Yes, take care of you. Treat yourself. You want to get your ratchet nails, get your nails done. If you want to you know, do spend money on this, <laughs> spend it. But also be very smart. Save your money. So in the case that you're like, you know what? I want to transition out to do something else. Make sure you have money saved to be able to do that or something unexpected happens. Like when I was let go of my job, thinking I was going to go back to a job after I had my first child. And next thing you know, it's like, I don't have a job, but now who's going to help me (laughs) pay my mortgage, Mm -hmm. pay my bills? Mm -hmm. You know, and if you're, you're there, if you're, uh, if you're working hard and making your money, also pay off your debt, pay off your student loans. Why have that? Why carry that with you? Because today lo tenemos garantizado, tomorrow we don't. You never know. Pay it off, dude. Like, make make it to where you're like debt free. You can live your life and have that uh, have that slight freedom for in the case the day comes that you don't have a job or you want to take a break or you want to take the sabbatical like Irene did and travel the travel for a year or two. You have the ability to do so. So right now, girl, if you are making your money and you are a decision maker and you are kicking butt make the right decisions to set yourself up for the future in case anything happens or in case of any emergency. 
And don't expect a man to be the one that sets you up because I think part of this process is embracing being a breadwinner on your Mm -hmm. own, whether you're single or in a family and let go of those beliefs that it has to be a certain way, has to, should, or words that are interesting because we're never going to get that even if we all want. It should be like this. It should be like that. Like in my own personal life, I'm always struggling with that. Like there's no shoulds. And for me, I know with the whole breadwinner thing earlier, I brought up how I know that my mom feels that it should be a certain way and I still live my life how I feel it should be that works for my family. And for my family, this works. And deep down, just take an assessment and take stock of your life. Does this work for you? Are you truly happy? Are you doing it for you? Then it's okay. There's no, it should look a certain way. So saving your money is great advice. Make good decisions. And then when you're with someone, they don't have to take care of you. They shouldn't take care of you. That's not a great should. Uh, You should be able to take care of yourself. That's the point. That is women, we have to look out for ourselves because at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, we're on our own. So if you're in a position where you're able to take care of yourself and take care of your family and it works for your family, that's a great place to be in and let go of all those other expectations and all that other pressure to fit into a box when we're first gen or Latinas or saying I can't, or I shouldn't, or my man should do it, or what does he think? How should we yeah. save? Should we pay down our debt? You know what you should be doing for you, not your man or some man. And we have to just be cautious of that. I like to bring that up because I think in our culture, it's like, ¿cuánto vas a casar? When are you going to have kids? Those young girls that I was mm-hmm. talking about that I was hanging out with in DC, they're so young and everybody's asking about when they're going to have kids. And I'm like, oh my God, that was me 20 years ago. And yeah. that hasn't gone away. That hasn't mm-hmm. gone away or your Latino relatives are bothering you about when you're going to have kids and you're barely graduating college. Like what? So I hope that you're young and listening to our podcast and getting just a different flavor and hearing that'll say, save your money and hearing Ceci say, I was saving my money so that I could pick up and travel and support my husband who's getting his advanced degrees. Like, Listen to those words of advice. Listen to that wisdom because we are people that are far removed from our early 20s and somehow have figured out these different success points in our life. But if we would have rushed to do what our parents said to do, what our tia thought we needed to do, my goodness, we'd be on such a different path. Like I was even telling one of the girls, like, don't follow my example. I got knocked up. That's why I had a kid in my mid twenties. Like, don't, don't, don't even listen to me. Like you enjoy college. You enjoy the job, hun. You enjoy getting stabilized. Like you enjoy dating. You enjoy, you know, take your twenties to have fun. Like do not rush into having kids. That's when you ultimately got to be the breadwinner. Yeah. That's when it's not even about yeah. your man anymore. You got yeah. babies to feed. When we say breadwinner, mm-hmm. you're winning some bread to feed your babies. And mm-hmm. do not rush into that in your 20s. While we're saying be a badass and be a breadwinner, take Vettel's course, take Sessie's course. They went to school. They got degrees. They got great jobs. They were homeowners. Like It was a very different 20s for them where they were setting themselves up. And then when you decide to get married later in life and be with a man and be jointly collaborative and make goals together and share finances or not, save money, hopefully always, all those decisions <laughs> you choose to make, great. But no rushing to do it in your 20s. Yes, There's no need rush. to do mm-hmm. that. I'm seeing that a lot more. And I'm really feeling for that generation because I wish that would just go away. I love that that's us. That's what we preach. That's what we talk about with women. I just wish that it would go away for us as Latinos to feel this pressure to have it all figured out by the time we're freaking 25 years old. No, like, no. When you look back on that, you guys, that's insane. Te vas a quedar a vestir santo. Like I said, I was the 
We're like, Vero, just come out of the closet already. We know you're <laughs> oh, gay. It's like this. I'm like, you know what? And if I am, who fucking cares? Let me live my life. But you're but not. It's an excuse they people make because they want you on a track of life. Right. Yes. Right. But the thing is, it's funny. Like I was telling you earlier that not a couple of weeks ago, my mom was telling my husband, oh, you know, Veronica antes, you know, I'm so glad que es una mujer hogareña ahora. <laughs> this is like, I'm so glad you knocked her up because in a sense, we weren't married. We were just dating. My mom at that point had already stopped asking. She had stopped asking, when are you having kids? My dad, everyone in the family had, they stopped. They stopped asking mm-hmm. about the kids, the marriage. They're like, yeah, yeah, Vero's, Vero's fine. She's happy. She's doing her thing. And I was, and my mom starts telling um, Otto about this. And she's just like, super just like glad to be like, thank you for knocking her up in a sense. Because if not, she's like, oh, andaba, le hablaban las amigas que, que vámonos a, vámonos una boda acá, que vámonos a salir y que vamos a Japón. And then he stops and goes, you've been to Japan? But no, I'm like, no, my mom's just trying to have you understand that I didn't care like before. I already, I had, I had paid off my student debt. I had, you know, I had, I'm having a casita, thank you, thank God. And I had just money to spend. Like after I would, I would separate my money. I, I was kind of like very weird about how I separated my money. Like all my income, I would have, like, I had like three different checking accounts. And I was like, okay, this goes straight to my mortgage. This goes straight to this. And this goes to my savings. And this is my, my spending money. So whenever someone would bring up an opportunity, I was like, let's do it. Let's go. And she was always like, I'll become, I'll come home later or I'm flying away this weekend. And she's like, I'm just so glad that she finally is settled down and doesn't have to worry about just flying anywhere in the world. <laughs> she's like, I'm just so happy for her. <laughs> but she's like, but she was at the age that where she had already lived her life. So I'm happy that she got to experience having kids after she's already experienced living her life in a sense. It's it's wonderful. So. It's like a wonderful journey to be able to do that. And you're going to hear about it in your 20s if you grow up anything like the three of us, where you should be on a different path. You should be on a different path. And again, yeah. no shoulds, no shoulds that don't feel right. Like when someone says, you should save money. Again, that feels right. You should be married. No, that doesn't necessarily feel right if it's not right for you, if it's not the time in your life. And my tip of the day was going to be what we love to say here, guilt-free evolution. Like, you're also never going to do it right. You're also never going to do it right. For instance, mm-hmm. I was judged in my early 20s for starting way too fast, doing way too much, moving way too fast into the process. My mama was like, oh my goodness, too much, too soon, right? But mm-hmm. I was doing what they wanted, get married, have kids, be a homeowner. I was doing everything they supposedly wanted. It was on the other side of it. And everyone's saying, when are you going to have the kids? When are you going to get a husband? When are you going to settle down? Like we couldn't make either side right. happy. So make right. yourself happy. Exactly. Let go of the guilt that you're letting other people exactly. down because we all have different paths. Gosh, if you're not doing it for you, that's even harder. Life's hard enough. And if you're doing it for someone else, mm-hmm. reconcile. I stuck to my guns and lived it my way. And I decided like, slow down. Like I talked about this at the conference. Stop trying to check all these boxes because it's important to my mom because I'm now a married woman and I have a baby. That doesn't mean I need to be a homeowner too. Like all these things that I felt I needed to be for my family, slow down and stop and take stock and go on the path you want. And I want to travel. And if my family doesn't get it or agree, that's okay. And Beto wanted to have kids when she was in her thirties and her family didn't get it and agree in her twenties while we were both battling. It was okay. It all worked out. So you, if you're listening as a 20 year old, 30 year old, 40 year old, we're always starting over. We're always reinventing ourselves. 
but it should be for us, not for anybody else. It should be something that is born in us and we're passionate about, we're excited about and on the right path for us. And if you have a great supportive family that gives you great advice and they have your back and they completely like you make choices that sit with you, good for you too. And kudos to you. But for the most part, I run across a lot of young Latinas, mid-career Latinas that are a little bit lost because they're struggling to truly follow their own identity and their own wants and then quedar bien con la familia, sometimes con el novio, la familia del novio, just with everybody, everybody's opinions. And then nowadays pile on social media, a whole nother beast. Ooh, and whole nother element. So my tip is no guilt. Do you figure it out in your time, in your path, with your opinion, not anybody else's? I must agree. I get the, I must say, I'm a hundred percent agree with you on those tips of the day. <laughs> For sure. For sure. I felt like I was 21 right there listening to you. I was like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm still talking to myself today because like I told you guys, because for the first time in my life, the last 18 months, like I've actually been the key breadwinner. I had never had mm-hmm. to be that person. And so it's interesting because I've, again, you're always going to reinvent yourself and go through things again. I was like, wow, everything my mom warned me about in my twenties and in my early thirties, like, be careful, be careful, be careful. Like you, or, or when I was a kid, even when I, before I even got married or, or had the man in my life that I was going to marry, my mom's idea of a man is he has to take care of his wife. And I find it so ironic because my mom took care of her kids. Her husband was not that he was not a provider. He was a terrible just, provider while he was hardworking. Oh yeah. I was very hardworking. You what? That just no. You what do you say? Your dad was a very hardworking man. I mean, he we was. met your sister in Mexico, and how he had yes. businesses. He had this. He was just a man. He yes. Your daddy had a hard time keeping his peeping in his pants. It's okay. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> do what you got to do, but you, know you, you right? Yeah. I love that you know that, Vero. That he like he, well, he he probably could have been there if he chose to be there, but she had to be there. But she's so deathly afraid of us picking men that we're going to like abandon us. Like she was abandoned, yeah. but she was abandoned because he was a leader. But my mom nowadays has been really good about like, Oh, I love Diego. He really loves you. He's a good dad. He's so present. You guys are happy. Like, I think she's kind of turned a corner. Mm-hmm. They do life on their terms. Like I mean, and Diego do life on their terms. terms. And if it doesn't fit this box. Like, this is those and then like it doesn't matter. Like no me estaba acordando de una historia right now. I know we're going to we're gonna be wrapping up pretty soon, but how you said okay, so my mom my mom did have was had a concern when like Otto and I got together and he decided to take like six months off of work, like just finishing up his MBA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so he was getting his MBA. Um and so these are the last six months pretty much before he finishes off school and he wanted to do the, he was working and he wanted to do the immersion program where we went to Chile. And of course us liking travel, we were like, well, we want to go. And he's like, how would you feel if I quit my job? Because I don't think they're going to approve my PTO to do this program, like to go do the two weeks in Chile. And, you know, after that, I'll just take some time off to finish off the MBA and then get back to work after I go, Oh my goodness, what are we going to do? But thankfully we had money saved. Like even though he was the only one working, I still had my savings. I still had that. And he was contributing to things. Um, but in my mom's like, when he was already, it was like month three, my mom's like, okay, so when is he going to get back to work? Because you guys are not working. You're not working, you know? But she was like concerned. And my mom was like, girl, you know, and then my sister, my sister was like, Vero, um, 
you know, a, a man looks more handsome when he works. Oh, and I was like, but I was like, it's okay. It's only going to be six months. And then he'll find a job. Well, then what if he can't find a job after he's done? And what about this? And I was like, don't worry mm-hmm. about that. Like, let me worry about that when it comes to it. But yeah. as of right now, we are okay. And how could you be okay with that? How is it him being in the household? So funny. you need a break from him? It's funny. It's like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah, calmense, por favor. Yeah. But my mom quickly was like, Mm-mm. the man belongs outside the house bringing in that bread. Yeah, <laughs> like, that it's, generation is too funny. It's funny. It's funny because like what they think, you know, I mean, I think I've mentioned this before. We're like, when we decided we're going to go to Mexico, like, pero por qué a Mexico, you know, like, People are coming from Mexico, aquí, Estados Unidos, you know, like they didn't get it, you know? And I was like, and I had to explain that. I didn't have to explain, but I was just like, well, because Luis está estudiando, like, tenemos esa oportunidad. Like, I think because of, you know, por nuestras carreras, our, our professions allow us to do this, like pick up and go and just work anywhere if we want to, basically. Pero como que no les cae el mente, like, ¿por qué? Pero ¿por qué? You know, that's what's going on. I'm with you. And I'm like, I'm not going to like live in poverty. In <laughs> I'm going to take advantage of their poverty, mom. <laughs> you know, I love it. Poverty wages. My poverty wages. Yeah. No, no. Cool. And it's just, I get it. Like, it's just, again, we're all living world in our own box. And I could see everybody getting a quick panic the minute Otto was like, I'm traveling for school to get his freaking MBA. Like our families. Again, guys, they're just not going to see or understand the grasp. We were um, in D.C. recently with my son as part of my work that sent me to D.C. I decided to take my son along with me. And I'm meeting with a local congressman in Long Beach where I work. And I'm sitting there literally meeting with the congressman. And I thought it was Super Tuesday. So the congressmen and women would all be like in their respective districts helping their candidates for their parties. But no, lo and behold, I used to know Congressman Lowenthal, the nicest man ever, talking about when he met Obama. And I just kept thinking about my mom, like how, my goodness, first grade education came to this country has no concept of the fact that i'm just chilling at capitol hill with my son watching what he believes is possible right what he sees for Mm -hmm. himself the kind of opportunities and doors that are open my son is on a different playing field we but my mom did that my mom to do that to live life in her box her family probably la critico a ella why do you want to go to the u.s why are you with that man that beats you why are you doing Mm -hmm. this why are you doing that so our moms forget that they too had to rebel and we rebel but we're all doing the right thing like i think my mom always thinks that i'm rebellious or before not anymore probably but she always thought i was rebellious but she could see me now like see what i'm doing now where i am all things to her and then all the other stuff falls to the wayside like if diego doesn't have a client today and he's at home picking up the kids like that's not important. That detail's not important. Yeah. Yeah. You let him suck his thumb, okay? <laughs> that detail's not important. The overall details that look at the life we live and our parents gave us this opportunity. And when they don't understand us, my goodness, bulldoze anyway. Do you boo? And if that means that you make the money in your family mm-hmm. and you're doing it for the right reasons and you're happy and you're comfortable, let go of the guilt that may come with that. When your family is like, why are you the key breadwinner? Or why does he stay home with the kids? Or why do you work more than him? Like really it's, it's, and we're all speaking from experience. All three of us have lived that journey. We're all speaking from a place that says, if you're comfortable, if you know you're not being taken advantage of, if you're respected, if your partner helps you and contributes in so many ways, sometimes that isn't 50, 50% 
of the income that comes into the house. Sometimes it's so unbelievably different. My husband is so present, so supportive, so here. He is a better cook these days. He's a better dad showing up to stuff. He suddenly, because he has his own business and he operates his own hours, he's working these crazy hours, but then he frees up his day to pick up the kids from school. And then sometimes he can't. And he experiences what I used to experience as a mother juggling, having to pick them up from school, having to know everything on their calendar, having special things at work. Like Diego now helps with that. And why? Because his lifestyle changed. He stopped having a commute that was killing him, driving to UCLA every morning, getting home really late, stressed, not being able to beat anything. So your lifestyle works for you. And sometimes people on the outside don't get it, right? They don't get it. Like that You are weighing what works for you. So Ceci, that means right now your, hu- your husband is a student. And Vero, that means right now you are at home and be okay. And you're going to get back into the workforce one day if that's important to you. <laughs> so we've heard about a lot of perspectives today. Please let us know if this resonated with you. If you can relate, if there's something we didn't think about or tackle, email us. Our email is admin at leveluplatina.com. Again, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Level Up Latina, where we're going to be chatting and sharing stories of incredible badass women for the remainder of the month of March. Tune in. If you want to recommend someone to us, DM us, please email us. If you know of an incredible businesswoman that deserves this highlight, any industry, anything that she's doing that she's pulling off, maybe she's the key breadwinner, or maybe she's a badass single mom, or maybe she's had to come to this country at an older you know, age and learn English and navigate a system that wasn't for her, and yet she's successful, badass entrepreneur. Please share those stories with us because we would love to give the opportunity to women this month and beyond to highlight their incredible journeys and what has worked for them and how they choose to live their lives. So chime in. Please, please, please want to hear from you. It can be your mama, your sister, a friend, you. Hey, humble brag if you need to. If you feel that you've done something pretty incredible and you want to share your story, email us, DM us. We want to hear from you. We would love to highlight you. Please, please And with do. that, we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Gracias, chicas. Se cuidan. Love, love you all. You. Love you. Love you. Love you.